0: everybody welcome to our first podcast my name is Yair and I'm your host and this is my co-host
1: Avi welcome to our podcast
0: this podcast is titled feel some ways it is a hip-hop podcast a music podcast or just you know a podcast generally focused around music music production the music industry just our takes on a lot of the content being put out anything else you'd like to add Avi Uh,
1: no I think you got it all covered but before we start I'd like to give a special thank you to our sponsors for today Buck Tea Coffee.
0: Buck Tea Coffee. Yes, best coffee in town. When you wake up in the morning and you just need a nice coffee, and um, you know Timmy's is too far or they're closed because of coronavirus, make yourself a Buck Tea Coffee. I've
1: always got you covered.
0: Available on the Google Play Store and Apple, um, whatever they're called, uh, App Store. iTunes. Ah, you download apps on iTunes. Is that actually how it works?
1: I think so.
0: I think it's called the App Store.
1: No, nah, it depends on. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. You <laughs> You didn't unlock
0: that yet. It depends who you ask. Exactly.
1: You don't
0: even have an iPhone. You're right. I have a broken Pixel too. And yeah. our last sponsor, we'd like to thank our sponsor, God himself, oh, the creator, the actual creator of this podcast, because he made us. But anyways, we're going to hop right into it. This podcast, uh, we're going to be uploading podcasts on Monday and Thursday, or we're just going to figure something out, but for Post the most part, we want. Exactly, we're gonna post wherever we want because this is our podcast. But this is the first podcast, and I think today's episode we want to put a special emphasis on just, you know, artists, rappers, whoever, musicians, even even film creators in a sense, um, all across the GTA, and just you know, count down our favorite projects from this year, who we think is gonna blow up, who we think you should listen to, mm, maybe some other stuff, maybe some industry news on like Takashi, yeah, because he's just Big, awesome. he's wilding
1: topic right now he's yeah.
0: out of control he's absolutely out of control all right so to start off first of all i'd like to just like i'm so glad i'm from toronto toronto has just such a incredible industry over here you know and when i say toronto i don't mean to sound ignorant we are trying to cover gta so i know the weekends from scarborough or yeah, wherever
1: a lot of artists aren't from like, directly toronto right I mean, it's true.
0: When we when we say Drake, like he's from Forest Hill, it's technically Toronto. But like when we say Toronto, we are focusing on you know the greater area. Exactly the greater area of Toronto. Now, if you're not from Toronto and you're listening to this podcast, Toronto is one of the best cities in the world. Yes, sir. Don't come here. Like we already have enough people, and we like it how it is. It's
1: too expensive.
0: So, anyways, I want to start off with the main project that you know it had a lot of hype. It actually didn't have any hype because it was just dropped randomly. In fact, an Instagram picture was just posted several hours before the actual album was posted. And, you know, with features from Chris Brown, Playwork Cardi, this album or project was meant to slap. This is Drake's Dark Lane demo tapes. So, now, I, I pronounced that correctly, yeah? Yeah, I
1: think so.
0: Okay, there's no script here, guys. This is all just like straight out the Google chip in my head.
1: We don't know what we're doing.
0: We actually don't. We're just trying to, like, trying to get by. That's it.
1: But yeah, it was, Darkly and Demo tapes, it was a drop more of a a surprise. Right. Um, A lot of the, a lot of songs on that tape were either, either leaked projects from, that came out earlier, or...
0: Or just, like, like, I think projects that didn't make it onto other albums.
1: Yeah, but I think that it was, I think it was a really great project, very well put together. What would
0: you rate that out of of 10?
1: I'll give it a a strong 8 out of 10. So I would
0: actually also go with 8 out of 10. So if you guys are living under a rock, um, yeah, then you don't know who Drake is. But if you're not living under a rock, you obviously know who Drake is. Drake is just, like, a god, probably the number one artist in the world right now, I would say. In my opinion, I mean, if you really just want to say, like, Ed Sheeran's better, like, you're stupid. Ed
1: Sheeran does have some fingers. No, I'm
0: kidding. So Ed Sheeran, obviously, and, and Drake compete in totally different areas. But as a pop star over, you know, someone who's just putting out digestible music and it's catering to all these different audiences, Drake is the GOAT.
1: Yeah, everything, Drake. everything he hops on really does turn to a uh, to a number one these days. A hundred percent. Something that we everyone has to respect, whether you like him or not.
0: Yeah, so to be honest, a lot of people were hating on the album. I mean, the night the album dropped, I was on Twitter and I was just on hashtag Drake. Even hashtag Playboy was trending and you know, people were just really upset with a lot of the tracks. They felt like it was lazy. But to be honest, I I really enjoyed a lot of the production. We have, you know, executive producer Noah Fori Shabib, who is a big person in Drake's team. He is responsible for producing probably some of your favorite Drake tracks. Like, just hold on, we're going home. Really a timeless piece of music. One that does not get old. I think it was dropped 20. They dropped that 2010. It's just such an incredible piece of music so you can really hear no shabib's kind of production on a lot of that stuff with the opening track deep pockets is just you know you have this nice low fi vocal sample just running throughout i think we're running at like 120 bpm It's it's got a really cool vibe with it and obviously when you choose to sample other artists work and chop and screw with it in like fl studio or whatever and you're slowing things down with Grossbeat, you get that really really nice sampled sound did i, I it's gross beat yeah. No. Nah.
1: Gross beat was gross beat.
0: Nah, I just my brain just had a little bit of a eh. <laughs> it had one of those gross beat. When you're when you're working with gross beat and like you'll hear it's it's very prevalent in Drake's music, especially some of his older pieces. And if you listen back to them, they really are timeless. Just take a beat like Madonna, um, which is on if you're reading this it's too late. Um there's a lot of times the track will just like reverse itself, the beat will reverse itself. with a lot of these really cool gross beat effects. And I'm just a big fan of that even though no should be is working in pro tools, but I'm just a huge fan of the production on the album. And that's all I got to say about it really.
1: Yeah. I think that's a big theme that we see throughout his, throughout his work throughout Drake's, Drake's tracks and no should as well. But there's a lot of, all of switch ups and different styles that are kind of incorporated into the same song. You know, uh, one of his biggest songs, zero to a hundred. Um, it's two completely different songs, right. essentially in the, and the splits in the middle. And I think it, keeps things fresh and it's always interesting to hear that in his in his work
0: yeah a hundred percent i definitely agree with you we we hear some pretty like drake is pretty consistent even though he's so versatile he actually had a really good interview um uh, it was with beats uh, beats radio one he talked about his whole really creative process and you know he's really inspired by Lil wayne but he also has this side where he just wants to go into you know the jamaican patois but like over here i really think that he's blending a lot of um you know drill elements in this album you know he's really putting grime rappers and for those of you who don't know grime is just like the term we used to describe rap that's coming out of the uk man's just be like what if you know what i'm saying anyways so i personally my favorite track on this album if i'm gonna say my favorite hype track and my favorite just chill drake track on this album i'm gonna have to go with deep pockets as my favorite just chill track and uh you know, it's big. It's pretty hard for me. Most people actually don't like Pain 1993. But uh, for me, the top two spots are really just Demons and Pain 1993.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Demons 100%. was my definitely my favorite song when I listened to the album through first. Um, second, I would have to say, was... was that, <laughs> second album for Chicago Freestyle. It's honestly just a, a beautiful song. Right, and definitely you know i just had that on repeat but lately i've been i've been bumping which one was it uh time flies as well but uh, i'm outside in a amg yeah definitely just uh, just a bop and uh easy listen so i I have to say what those are my i think i
0: think that's what drake does best they really are just easy tracks to listen to a lot of people brand themselves on this you know I mean, not a lot of people, but some artists, you know, like, I'm the best in the game. Like, take someone like Russ. I don't know how much you're into Russ. He's actually really not that bad of a musician. Yeah, I think he's just one of those that
1: people love to hate on him. Yeah,
0: no, he gets he gets a lot of hate because it's like a meme. Yeah. Um, like, everyone just hates Russ. But if you listen to the way that he talks, he, he really does think he's, like, one of the greatest musicians alive. And he fully blamed producers for, you know, the whack music. This is old news. This is, like, 2017. X drama with like a little pump and like smoke perp i think he openly said that and just people called him out and um yeah like that's just an example like if you pride yourself on this condescending like oh i'm making the freshest this that like at the end of the day
1: no one wants to hear that
0: well there's that and if a song slaps it slaps like you're you can say so much about your project that's not going to change what i make of it if i listen to it and it sounds bad it sounds bad and I think a perfect example of a bad project that was released was none other than, in let's course. say it at the same time. Three, two, one. Good, Good intentions. intentions. Oh, how oh. Dude, bad? how did you, yeah, how did you, bro?
1: I don't know. You know, I think that was probably one of the most disappointing projects that I've listened to in a, in a very long time. In a fat
0: minute, 100%. Yeah.
1: <laughs> fat minute, if you will. Um, but I have to say, I think both of us are, would definitely call ourselves NAV fans. We are we, NAV uh, fans. Big fans, you know, from from the beginning, really, since uh, the original mixtape, um, and you know, he's really been growing a lot as an artist and trying out different styles lately, he, or even since that, since he first came out, right? And you know, I think everyone was very excited for this album. You know, he's that yeah, bad habits was a very good,
0: yeah, very ma- good project. Very good project.
1: Everyone was looking forward to a uh, to another one, another good performance. For, By him and he he just really under delivered.
0: You need a little water there.
1: Might might need some. Maybe
0: just take a sip. All right. Well, Avi takes a sip. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give my opinion on this. All right. So, like we said, we are big Nav fans. In fact, like I think I give Nav too much credit. I just kind of love him so much that I I overlook his flaws.
1: Yes, his his
0: personality. his person, so, actually, he, he does talk big game um, in his songs, you know, and, you know, common themes. Again, these are prevalent throughout all of hip-hop, so if you just accept that as a genre, then you're kind of chilling. I'm not calling him out as being controversial. It's just kind of the vibe they roll with. Well, anyways, Nav likes to talk a lot about how he, uh, you know, treats women in a certain manner, kind of like they're less than him. Again, not calling him out. It's just a lot of the tones he gives off. Like it's. it's I wouldn't
1: want him dating my daughter.
0: I, I fully would not want Nav dating my daughter or taking her anywhere near Toys R Us. <laughs> we'll just we'll say that now um his actual like his sound his voice like the you know his actual vocal whatever it's it's very unique you know he is literally the only brown boy i i think gana actually might be brown also because there was a he did an ad lib where like i'm the first brown boy to get it popping and then gana's like me too or it might have been on a different track i don't know he may have just been implying that he was black but yeah i don't know i'm pretty sure Nav is the Nav's only the OG brown boy. he's he's punjabi
1: yeah, like straight, his,
0: out of, his, straight out of Rex, though. Exactly, straight yeah. out of the Rex. So, look, I'm a huge fan of Nav's projects, Nav's self-titled project, uh, which really came out of nowhere with no face. No one even knew what he looked like. And then when people yeah. saw a picture of Nav, they're like, that's this man? that's him. And uh, You're just trying to make this correlation. You're like, nah, it yeah. doesn't work. It's hard to
1: imagine him doing what he does. New right. That's all.
0: So I, I do want to go back to this point about his persona. He does talk a lot of game in his music but in real life I mean based on interviews I've seen he actually seems just like a really humble guy yeah so I'll give him that but like listen you don't want your 13 year old son you really don't like you know when parents say like the, the lyrics are bad his lyrics are actually bad. Very bad I mean every other second is about oh I found some Molly in my old jeans I did this I did that and you want to know something it's nice to have one in the background but if your number one streamed artist, actually, that's so hypocritical because yeah. my number one streamed artist was NAP. But I was saying, like, if I see on your story that you're posting, like, your Spotify number one streamed and, like, you're some 13 year old, I thought we said Spotify. to turn our phones off.
1: I'm sorry. Like, I
0: know you're it's famous, but we're in the middle of doing a podcast.
1: Business, business,
0: call. Business. I was at the PayPal, they paid you?
1: Yeah, I can't disclose how much. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever.
0: It's like six digits. That's all you have yeah. to know.
1: seven. Hard to count up to those numbers. Yeah, the phone might uh, break. Yeah, well, I could buy a new one. What you were saying? Yeah, the one. waiter
0: actually brought me a check, and she's like, "I think there's a typo." Yeah, but it
1: was light though. She, yeah, she doesn't even know. That's fine though. I can give you bigger things than that.
0: Exactly. So, anyways, back to Nav. Yeah, I like. I honestly just think he's he's falling off. Nav has dropped, I think, a total of five projects, and those projects include Nav' his self-titled album, "Perfect Timing," his mixtape with Metro Boomin, "Reckless." Is just It's so good. Um, That's kind of like an album, not really. Bad Habits was kind of really considered his first big project. I mean, that
1: that had a lot
0: of songs in it. But yeah, we're going to go over just good intentions. You know, we got interest from Young Thug, Future. We got Turks with Gun and Travis Scott. We got Uzi. Even the Uzi feature is just so dry, like...
1: Yeah, I have to say that once I was listening through the, the first time I was listening to the album, which was actually the only time I was listening to the album. Nice. Um, and, you know, it was kind of just nothing, nothing standing out. It's kind of just the same old, the same old now. Yeah. From nothing really changed, nothing new. We were, we were hoping for some, some revolutionary. Yeah. I, I activity, wanted. But there was none of that. And then I heard the song with Lil Uzi that just came on and I figured, okay, hey, if there's anything that can save this album, it's Lil Uzi. Right. Lil Uzi just does his thing. And then especially with NAV, they have some great collaborations. You know, One of You is a great project. Yeah, 100%. They had a few, had a few songs on the perfect timing. And, you know, I was excited for that. But even Lil Uzi couldn't save Nav's, yeah. NAV's album, which kind of says something about...
0: Which one is it? This is my favorite one with Uzi. NAV, Uzi Metro Part 2.
1: Yeah, that's just a, the um, classic
0: NAV. Like, I'm um, ASAP for... That's yeah, A's I put A$AP it in work. Oh that's uh... Yeah, so different song actually. Oh, I guess I'm not a Nav fan. I'm just gonna get called out for being uh uneducated. No, like white you boy. Just said you said ASAP
1: Ferg, but like obviously that's Right. There's no. a song called ASAP Ferg and then the chorus hit, like on A$AP Ferg, A$AP Ferg, that's, that's uh, you, that is a very
0: You know Maybe I have to go back to school. I
1: think so. Right? I think I failed the literacy test. You've been you didn't even take the literacy test. Did I? I don't
0: think so. Did Maybe I you lose it you? In like
1: grade 12,
0: but perhaps, perhaps.
1: Definitely, definitely took
0: that one All right. So, like, to be honest, like, if you were to give Nav, I mean, I'm going to rate it in three areas. Number one, wow factor and memorability, memor- me- memor- memorableness, whatever. Um, It's not a memorable album. I played it once. I didn't even finish it. And then I just tossed it out with Nav's other albums they're literally like playlists like you just click shuffle and all of them hit 100%. so i mean like it's just not memorable i'm going to give it a 4 out of 10 in memorableness uh, creative whatever i think that kind of falls around around the same line i would give like the slapness probably a 6 out of 10 cuz the beats are pretty good but the vocals and everything else just kind of falls short so i'm not just a, i'm not a huge fan of that and lastly is i like to call the amount of Fs given when producing this album. Now, if we look at the content, um, I, I just want to preface by saying that Nav is signed to EXO, which is The Weeknd's record label, and The Weeknd is perhaps top five biggest artists in the pop music industry, yeah, and definitely he, at the moment. he's he's a hot commodity. So when you're branding a product like The Weeknd, you got to make sure it slaps the visuals, the the album art that you're getting on Spotify, like that little looping canvas, whatever. Son. You don't, Na- you don't need
1: to have a, a bitmoji as your album
0: art. Right. So so exactly. It the the album was legit. Like the first cover is the same thing as Bad Habits. Yeah, exactly. The same font, same picture. Like we've seen the font before. I, I mean, like dance record labels have hijacked. Like yeah. I don't want to have that association. I want to look at the NAB album cover and be like, Yeah, that slaps. I want to. I want to buy it on vinyl. Like I don't want to buy your album on vinyl if it just is ugly. Exactly.
1: You want, want something. You want something different. Something unique. Right it's a piece of the album art it's honestly as much of the uh, as important.
0: It's pretty, it's pretty like important.
1: An as important aspect of the album than the music itself. If you see a bad album title, yeah. you're just going to associate the music with that. And then it's nothing good.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. So like overall, I just think it was a lazy project and I, I know there's like Corona happening and like, you know, if you can't do a certain type of branding packaging, cause you can't go outside and like whatever, but they clearly had footage from before and it's just like, it's like Thug in the studio with Nav, and they're just smoking. And like, oh, look at my jewelry. Like, maybe I'm tired of rap music, or maybe it's just Nav. It's definitely just Nav. I, I think I'm growing out of my Nav bubble. I think it's a bit of an immature sound that I'm going to move away from. It just doesn't offer anything unique. But, again, if you like Nav's voice, obviously you're going to like it. We are huge Nav fans. We're just pretty disappointed with this project.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm just going to hop on what you were saying about the whole Nav bubble I think the whole all the acts that he, he associates with you know the Gunna the the Lil Baby even even just Travis Scott you know that a lot of them are are kind of just becoming similar you know Turks I, I I've been hearing the same style from them Travis Scott and and Gunna Travis Scott and now yeah. like the, what are the songs Turks the one with uh, Kid Cudi they they all just sound the same like you could put the you could put them on next to each
0: other, I do not even realized that it's a new song. Do you know, it was Travis who distributed the album? I don't know. Whatever. I, I don't even know it, but yeah. you're right, There there is one with like just three guys constantly. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah, and then Now Travis Gunner and there's another one with And just, that,
1: whole, that whole circle yeah. I think is just becoming very repetitive and it's not
0: intriguing to anyone anymore. Yeah, no, they, they really do all sound the same. I, I did remember a part in hip-hop production where like there actually have to be a pretty cool sample looping throughout. I mean, in, in his music, it's just like, it just sounds so generic. It, it's not good. Nav, like, you can do better. Um, yeah, if you're going to remove my podcast because you don't like my opinion, then do it. Do I, wait.
1: Want, I want to get on your Twitter.
0: Yeah, no, that'd be sick. Oh, and, and lastly, another thing, a big thing I want to talk about because there are a lot of artists doing this now, and this is exactly how we're going to just transition into this um, this Takashi conversation that I wanted to have. But when we look at Nav, he is not what we call a family-friendly artist. Obviously, we spoke about the themes, but most important, it's the lyrics he uses, and he does swear a lot. So he's not going to be streaming on the radio. Now, anyone who's keeping up with any hip-hop news saw that he got Billboard number one. Takashi, yeah. No, 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 Nav. Oh,
1: Nav. yes. No, that's, that's, that's right. That's for later.
0: Exactly. So so Nav did get Billboard top 100. Now, you're probably asking yourself, like, okay, how is this guy getting an album? on top one hundred. I think like, nobody even liked right. And the trick with that is that um a lot of companies today, I I mean a lot of labels that they manage all their artists, whatever. I saw it first with Ariana Grande. Um but I saw it with nav as well. He dropped I think like forty different articles of clothing from socks with just Cheesy garbage designs, and they're probably gilded prints. Like I don't even know they were. It was charging upwards of sixty bucks. I don't even think if he had. I don't think he had a Canadian option.
1: Yeah, his whole marketing was just a t-shirt with a smiley face on it. Yeah.
0: I mean, no, I didn't like that. That's fully like what's what's the movie Watchmen? Whatever it's some old superhero movie um, that uses the exact same smiley face. But right, exactly. It was just it was garbage marketing, garbage whatever. Um, and again, for every purchase you make, that's kind of how the 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 labels operate for every purchase you make from his store. You get an email with a receipt, and the receipt comes with a download link of the album. So it's like you purchased the album, but you didn't purchase the album. So basically, anyone who goes to the store, they're a huge NAV fan, and they're like, oh, I'm going to buy this. You can purchase albums upwards to four times, and that's where I'm going to get to to Takashi. Takashi's Trolls just dropped with Nicki Minaj. Um, I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, me neither. I didn't even click on that. I was just like, nah. So yeah, I, already I, mean, heard, right. <laughs> I already heard... I haven't
1: been up to date with that. Right.
0: I already heard Guba. Um, and Gooba was just like, honestly, like forget the... What's it called? Forget the controversy sounding to, uh, surrounding Takashi right now. Wait, was yeah. That's the one that broke the record. Like a month ago? Yeah. I mean, I don't, don't right, like, remember when you yeah, got Like Yeah, like three weeks ago or something, right? And um, what do you call it? I mean, it's a fast beat. It's 178 BPM. It's like the same speed as like some hard techno. And it it goes pretty hard. I mean, if you like Takashi's voice, just like the, like whatever, then then you're chilling. You like it. And uh, I kind of liked it. I had it on repeat for a little bit. And then my socials were just blowing up. And I saw the song everywhere. and I stopped listening to it. I, I did look at some different people's critiques of it. But overall, I thought it was pretty well made for a song.
1: Yeah, I honestly didn't really I th- I may have heard a couple of times. I think it was uh trending on TikTok. Um, but yeah, I, I just another another six nine song, the same ones from two thousand
0: sixteen. Right. But the biggest thing I mean like the reason why it worked for him, if he was not in prison and you just dropped that then like obviously you put two and two together, but just be consistent with, you know, the market that exists that people think Takashi's good music and they're they're putting that when whatever, whatever they're doing something. Um now, obviously, he got out of prison. There was this huge stick, like, okay, he's a rat this, he's a rat that. Obviously, he's going to pop off. And then he releases this music video wearing a stupid expensive chain. It's like the Finding Nemo shark. I They're very creative yeah, with it. And- I saw Killy had a... Um, you might not even know what this is, but he had a, a Shinigami chain, which is um, Shinigami is from Death Note. It's like an anime, whatever. It's best anime, like it's one of the best yeah. animes. Yeah, I'm very cultured. You'd be surprised how much of an influence anime has on the music industry, but that's a yeah, total other discussion. But anyways, back to Takashi. Takashi went on his story this morning or last night, whenever it was. I don't know. I've been kind of pulling like all nighters here and there, so um, he went on his story and said. Go to my website and purchase four articles of clothing. Each article of clothing comes with a digital download for Trolls. And I think you also purchased this album, which is BS. The album's not even out yet. So you're kind of purchasing something that's not even out. And like you didn't even want to do that. You, if you did want to purchase Trolls, you're just purchasing the single. But with, yeah. upon the purchase of the actual like, hoodie, you get also the album as well. So one person can hold four separate licenses for an actual song. So, if his fans, I, I don't know how much how many, how many views Globa has, and I don't know how many of his fans. I think we could just look at, like, the thumbs-up ratio. Um, but, yeah, that's how many people are going to be buying products. And I looked at some of the merch. It's really not ugly. It just looks kind of like the cheapy garbage that Nav was putting out. And, like, I don't want to buy that.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's a big thing that's happening now. Like you mentioned with... Uh... Ariana Grande and Nav I and mean, a lot of people are kind of trying to finesse the billboards. Yeah, no, anyone on any major
0: stuff. label is is doing the strategy. Right. Yeah, continue.
1: And by doing this, this merch, this merch system, and honestly, I think it's like we heard on um, we heard Six Nine has been beefing with the billboards a little bit because right. they gave they gave number one to Ari. Uh, I think it was Ariana Grande right? And oh, oh, and
0: Justin Bieber, Bieber yeah. So by the way, was, also garbage song. Just saying, I didn't like it. It's, uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah, so he was he was complaining about that they're rigged and all that. Right. But I, I don't know the whole system, but I think that it's time for them to change how they choose number ones because right. let's face it, no one's buying music anymore. Everyone's on Spotify or Apple Music right. or whatever you're using. Teaser. Like in Europe. Look, looking back, I don't even I don't know who decided that it was okay to pay a dollar and twenty nine cents for a single. Right. Like, that's ridiculous.
0: I mean, you're paying for my time. You know yeah. that.
1: No, I, I don't care. About your time. I'm, I'm a consumer. Of course of course um, and care. yeah like the whole purchases has been going down like crazy because no one actually buys music anymore they just stream it mm-hmm. and i don't know i think that billboard should consider uh, changing the system a little bit to base it more on streams than the sales themselves
0: 100 percent. there's there's really a lot of um i don't think fraudulent is the correct term but i think a little bit like overly yes. biased double standard and uh, you know one of the really good examples of that is the grammys um Grammys is more, and it's kind of like Billboard Top 100 as well. It's a, it's a competition contest. It's whose brand, it's, whose, compet- it's what it is. It, whose manager is like making their guy blow up the most if Takashi, and there there is a flex to it. There actually, you do have a little bit of credit, like the fact that Takashi knows the exact position he's in and he can kind of manipulate the internet and just call it certain people and just stir controversy and remain relevant and just conti- continue to get clout. Like that in a sense is it's a branding strategy.
1: Bad press is still press,
0: right? Exactly. Bad publicity is still publicity, um, but too much time on this. I'm gonna skip through, for copyright purposes, um, this track.
1: Should we just play it and then we'll cut
0: that out? Like we could just play the beginning, like the first like six seconds. The lights All just right. turned off, but we're, we're chilling. We're gonna continue me. recording the podcast in the dark. So if I go on six nines, very holy name.
1: After hours with a me
0: Yeah. Again, you guys are listening to Feel Some Ways, the best music podcast in the world. Definitely not copying No Jumper. But anyways, here we're gonna play this on three, two, one. I'm just here to hear Takashi's verse. I I don't like Nicki Minaj at all. I don't think she's good. But we'll hear it. Three, two, one.
1: Sad pony. <laughs>
0: So just to pause. It that doesn't sound anything like six yeah, nine. Not
1: fully sounds like mouth, Not even yeah. It like actually far. sounds not like. Just voices
0: flow. Yo. Brown back. I actually like that a lot. <laughs> no, for real. So there's, like you know, Takashi on any other track where he's screaming. There's no auto tune, but oh. there's clearly a heavy auto tune here, and he's recording in a nice studio, so they're gonna do the audio well. It, it sounds really nice. I mean, I like the beat already. I'm just going to continue playing it. I think we've already chopped it up, so we're not going to yeah. get, like, copyright things. Yeah, he sounds black. He fully sounds black. Like, it just doesn't sound like a Hispanic artist. Yeah,
1: it doesn't sound like him at all.
0: No, it doesn't. <laughs> his voice is so yeah. deep here. It sounds like, um... What's his face? Um... Uh, they all sound the same whatever I'll just keep playing it
1: <laughs>
0: it's like a deeper Tory lanes almost yeah if it like he wasn't going yeah. high okay
1: yeah this sounds like Donald I
0: know you don't like me you wanna fight me you don't wanna plums <laughs> at your party don't invite no no
1: yeah, it kind of sounds like you're just stealing off of other people, honestly. doesn't
0: sound like himself at all. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I hear Gono in there. I hear Nop. So, so you can 40. definitely, you can argue that, but I'm going to play Devil's, Devil's Advocate. I'm not going to say that, you know, he's the next uh, Lana Del Rey <laughs> in this crazy songwriting technique, but uh, it's it's cool. It's it's an original Takashi track. Uh, we couldn't play it for too long, obviously, because you don't want to hear it through my podcast mic, and we don't want to get sued. Yeah but um
1: gotta be honest that cartoon Nicki Minaj is looking kind of bad yeah no it's a a very
0: i i also like his branding and and, um how would you say it yeah i think it
1: fits in very well the graphics that he uses a hundred percent if if
0: we're just going to talk about rap in general as of 2017 and the whole soundcloud rapper meme kind of emerged like i'm a soundcloud rapper let's let's mess i mess with the vision we're not swearing but that's like not the statement But yeah, like you have these memes like SoundCloud Rapper Starter Pack, and it's basically like you have the hair, you have the dread, the girl, and then some stupid, like, I'm sad and lonely, whatever. And that's-exactly, that's your brand. So I feel like Takashi, and if you look at his older content, you know, we're looking at like three years old or something like that. He rocked red hair for a minute, and he also rocked like blue hair, but you know, he kind of was like, how am I gonna dominate and stand out? And he got tattoos everywhere, which obviously not a good doesn't, choice. It doesn't stand out at all. Right. No, tattoos are fine. But the actual hair, like, he's all over the place. It is yeah. loud. It's flamboyant. It's just right in your face. And, like, that's kind of how he's relevant. You can't really not ignore him.
1: The rainbow is his most uh, stand out factor.
0: Huh. So I actually just thought of this idea. And um, I think it could be very interesting. But, you know, I just played that track. And it got me thinking, like, like, what do older people think of, like, today's music? Like, you saw such a rapid change. I mean, not yeah. so quickly. With the emerge, I mean, with the uh, upbringing of just, you know, digital audio workstations like Eiffel Studio and having more access to really cool production tools, obviously music has evolved. Are you serious? was you this time. It was me. Yeah, music has evolved in a way that's just, like, we're, we're crazy. Like, I don't think we're going to go even harder than this. Yeah, but
1: now, now everyone has so accessible to be able to make your own music right and anyone's able to uh, to hop into the industry now
0: so it's not even that that i was saying like i i don't know how how old you go back when you listen but if we're thinking like um let's just go back to 80s for an example okay a big 80s band is tear for tears for fears uh you know everybody wants oh, yeah. to rule the world whatever that's tears for fears lord did the cover you take that beautiful like synth driven track with just these cool pianos almost very tame impala very interesting uh very tame impala sounding and then like today's charts are just like takashi yeah like is there one artist in the industry today that you just think is still a creator an artist like i obviously i think we can really settle on like drake i think older people don't consider drake music if you show him like if you show them just hold on we're going home obviously they're gonna be like that's a sick track because it's more of a ballad but
1: Right, yeah, I I know even just when I when I listen to it in the car with my parents are there, whatever, that they, they don't they don't vibe with it the same way that we would. That it just he just sounds like he's talking, but right. honestly, I just want to speak on that for a second. That I think it's a very important part of his production, the way that he, the way that he makes it very digestible and that you're able to follow along very easily, right? If we if if he was doing some crazy vocals and and um different different octaves and, like, going all crazy. Yeah, with no, for sure. It's a lot harder to follow along with. But if you're just going for a drive or you're just chilling with your friends, like, you want to just be able to follow along easily and not have to, yeah. like, stress over
0: it. Yeah, no, it's really not complex. It just kind of repeats itself for a couple of bars. Even the lyrics are identical to lyrics on his other tracks about, like, you don't want to fight me. Like, I, I, that's probably somewhere, to be honest. All right, so we're going to wrap things up. This is going to be our last segment, but um, just... This is the area that we provide for for you know artists that we think are developing really well, artists that we support. Not necessarily the biggest artists. I'm not going to go ahead and shout out Lord and be like, oh, you probably haven't heard of her, but check her out. This is more dedicated to
1: smaller artists that we've kind of been yeah with with for a minute. Want to shout out to our large audience,
0: hundred percent, hundred thousand listeners to our podcast.
1: Do you want to start us off or?
0: So you don't have any content in mind?
1: (laughs) No, I'm I'm just looking through my playlist right now, honestly.
0: All right. So I'm going to start off. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know I've shouted this guy out a couple times. So his name is Orion Blue. He is an up-and-coming, I would say, like an electronic synth-pop kind of act almost. He dropped a project called Reboot Fantasies, which was... Produced by a friend of mine, uh, Pretty Boy Ron, who actually put me onto his music. Now, that is Orion Blue, O-R-I-O-N space B-L-U-E. So anyways, I just want to talk about him. The actual artist himself is Jonah Zed. Now, if you follow the Toronto rap industry and just, you know, people making beats for Houdini, people making beats for Pressa, people making beats for, uh, I don't know, Killy, whatever. I, I don't know his exact right rest in peace with Denis. for real it's bad timing very bad timing with all this happening but anyways um yeah if you've been following it a little bit I'm pretty sure he's got a nice amount of production credits on some pretty like underground Toronto rap- Toronto rappers but his project is legit like six minutes it's a compilation of a lot of really cool synth inspired tracks and it's uh it's produced by Pretty Boy Ron, who's uh, a good friend of mine so shout out Orion Blue, definitely check him out, up and coming, really embodies the the Magic Jordan pop sound, and just is continuing to deliver, um, I would say, really good quality content to for the Toronto standards, at least, like, Toronto has pretty high standards, if you're putting out music 100%. and you're singing, like, you know who you're up against, you're up against, like, like I don't know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: Um, yeah. So, riding off the Toronto wave, I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, Jordan
0: Solomon. Of course Jordan Solomon. Yeah, he's my my boy. So actually, I actually have such a funny story about that artist. So uh,
1: yeah, you can go. No, no, go for it. I
0: want to hear your story. Are you sure you want to hear my story?
1: Yeah. Before I before
0: I start. Okay. So, um, Jordan Solomon, I'm pretty sure is he's a pretty young guy. He's like 21 years old or ni- yeah. 19 even. I I'm not sure, but he's definitely young. He's like a yeah. little bit older than us. Um. Yeah, definitely a it's really from, good artist. It's
1: from uh, oh, where
0: is it? Oh, it's is a nice, U? it's a nice area, I think. Yeah,
1: just because really, I've seen
0: him post on Instagram a lot. Hold
1: on, I'm, I'm like, like he's not in Burlington.
0: Burlington. Oh, Burlington. I think so. Oh yeah, that's like an hour away from here. Yeah, it's not far. But anyways,
1: outskirts oh, of Toronto. That's
0: right. It is. Uh, back to my little comment. Um, there's a music festival in Toronto. This is just for our non-Toronto listeners, but it's basically. I'm not going to compare it to Lollapalooza or or Ultra Miami, but it's a pretty solid festival we've got going. um, And it specializes in a lot of EDM rap and um, some of that, a lot of heavier EDM. So Jordan Solomon, I came on Sunday. I think this was back in 2018 or 2017. But he was scheduled to play 10 minutes in between this girl named Gravity or something. Some garbage UK, like spinning top 40, whatever it was. Sorry, the lights just went out. And uh, then he had another 10 minutes after her. And Jordan Solomon's set was just so good, so hype, and people enjoyed it so much that he just broke the thing and that chick didn't even come on a second time. So he just performed half an hour straight. I mean, he had his DJ just playing stuff out of the library. It wasn't like a full-produced show. He was on the, the Hennessy stage, which is like the really garbage the stage. stage. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. But yeah, that's that's my take of him. That's how I discovered him, and I think he's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and I think that your that performance could have been a big, a big point in his career because ever since that, I think two years ago was when he when yes. he really started popping off. Popping off, yeah. And so yeah, he kind of also just he has a bit more of a, a pop vibe,
0: definitely, um, rather
1: than what we were saying more R and B hip hop.
0: Like what's his face? Typical um, Toronto. Who's the guy that does the melodic, uh, like Lil Mosey a little bit?
1: Yeah, it could definitely be. Yeah, her. like with the
0: Toronto sound, but like it's definitely that singing right. kind of trap.
1: And he's he's honestly a very versatile artist as well. He's been he's been coming out with music, somewhat consistently. I think he's dropping an album soon. I hope Hopefully. so. Um. But yeah, he's been someone that I've really been listening to lately, and uh, definitely someone you should check out.
0: Yeah, I I think lastly I'm just gonna give uh, I don't know one more shout out. There's not that many people that I've been uh you know following that much, but definitely keep an eye out for the following artists. So Safe, you probably heard of him. He did a collaboration with Playboy yeah, Cardi, uh, yeah, yeah. and he also dropped a track called Red Light. If anyone critiques my accent, I'll actually hurt you. I know I'm mispronouncing words, but I'm sorry, all right? Anyways, he put out Red Light. That's that's an incredible track. Uh, Matt McWaters is another, I'd say, lo-fi hip-hop producer from Toronto, combining you know a bit of that Joji indie pop sound over his music and... He's really good as well and lastly i mean if you haven't already heard of like daniel caesar or like magic jordan like like yeah these guys are
1: already kind of you know they're
0: popping but like yeah. <laughs> these are also other toronto artists like if you didn't know they're from toronto they're from toronto
1: yeah there's so many people from toronto you don't even it's, like that you don't even think of are from toronto it's so i heard people saying that Tor- they're not twirling was from toronto yeah it's whack it's,
0: yeah he's fully like
1: your are harder than Drake these days? A little bit, a little bit.
0: Um my last point that I wanted to do just to cover was um boy Totally forgot what I was gonna say. Anyways, any closing notes?
1: Um I don't know. I think we covered uh just about everything. Uh thank you for coming to our first episode. Yeah. Uh definitely hope you, hope you tune in again on uh Thursday we said, or whenever we Yeah, whenever we decide to drop a new one, we'll let you guys know.
0: Whenever we decide to run this podcast, that's when we are gonna release. The footage for it. But, anyways, this has been another podcast sponsored by your mom. She paid for this podcast, she and that's why we're standing here. She bought this big microphone for me. I
1: <laughs> can do it. I can do it. If you want ASMR
0: in our next podcast, drop a like below and we'll try to satisfy your desires. Yeah. Okay. All all jokes wrapped up. All things aside, we really thank you so much for tuning in. Um, in the future again, this is a podcast dedicated to talking about those upcoming artists, relevant artists, the music industry. Um, you know, up and coming production, just overall artists that quote unquote slap, and yeah. their music is good. So we've decided Nav is trash, basically. Uh, to, six nine is finessing the system. Six nine is finessing the system. Join us next week when we talk about. The upcoming Travis Scott k-pop collab this has been Avi
1: and you, and you.
0: exactly feel, um, no ways. feel some ways some ways. feel some ways on Spotify Sometimes.